They're sitting on a couch. It's usually just two characters, or sometimes three characters. And they're always talking and sitting. They're just sitting in a chair. Pacing sucks, there's no style to anything. It's so boring. From the concrete shores of Arlington, Texas, this is the Approximate Podcast. With your hosts, Jamie French and Orion Quest. Bitch, you know you indigent. <laughs> Gotta get a pack. Gotta of, get an indigent. Gotta package. get a pack of tops. What is it? Tops tobacco. What, what they have? I think we. Yeah, had... it was tops. It was yeah. tops. <laughs> it was uh, tops. A little bottle of shampoo, busted ass toothbrush, powdered toothpaste, a whole fucking thing of ramen noodles. Yes, absolutely. And they had. Uh, I remember they had uh, Fritos. Was a big thing. Having a bag of Frito chips because you put that in the spread. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Approximate Podcast. My name's Jamie French. I'm here with my co host, Alan Smithy. Alan. Alan Smithy? Yeah. Who the fuck is that? You, motherfucker. No. Say hi to the folks. <laughs> Say hi to the folks. Just a Famed little... unknown director, Alan Smithy. Just come You know closer. the thing about Alan Smithy, right? Not a goddamn thing about Alan him. Alan Smithy is the name that directors would use in movies that they didn't want their actual name used on. When they made a shitty movie, you would use the pseudonym Alan Smithy instead. There's a whole... In fact, it's become so famous that they Hollywood actually stopped using Alan Smithy as a pseudonym for bad projects. And there's a whole new name that nobody knows. But over the years... Well, I mean, what it what it is? You're Alan Smithy. I'm bad project. No, you just don't want to put your name on this project. Well, that's a wise. <laughs> that's a wise. <clears throat> so how's everyone shut up. doing? Shut uh, up! Th- shut up! The world's reversed. The tables have turned, <laughs> the motherfuckers. Pull the whammy on me. <laughs> so here's what we're talking about today. Uh, it's gonna be a short one. Uh, but we thought we'd have a little fun with this. This is gonna be. We're gonna trade jail stories. Oh, Ryan and I have have seen our days. Oh, we've, seen, yeah. we've seen days of trouble in yes, our past. Yes, we have. <laughs> Some of us more recently than others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, we've we've both spent a little time in the old pokey there, and we thought it'd be neat to just trade a couple stories back and forth to kill a little time for this particular episode. Um, so let's start off with our our history. Um. I'll, what I want to do is I'm going to ask you, uh, how much jail time have you seen? And does it include prison time? You know, for new yes, listeners, you um, know, hey, for old listeners of the show, we know a few of these stories. We've we've told a bit of our history. But for new listeners, what's your experience with the, uh, you know, dealing with the old, dealing with the man? <laughs> I've seen about, if I put it all together, mm-hmm. <laughs> the times that I've been in, city or county jail for tickets or whatnot plus any time that i did um with the prison system i could say <laughs> it's kind of fucked up i could say about oh three years three years total prison yeah. and jail yeah the sad the sad news is um um i was uh convicted of a felony about oh about 23 years ago. So how old were you? What tender age were you? Oh, I was... Uh, All eight. of four years old. I was 18. Oh, 18. Yeah. That late in life. You're black. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. I Hold kid. On. This 
No, wait. How old were you? This goes out because I the think trainers. I might have, no. Okay, Everyone in, in all so in all racist. racial fairness, in all racial fairness, I think I might have gone to jail sooner than you. How old were you? Um, about eighteen. Eighteen. About the same time. Actually, okay, actually, I, no, I, actually, I'm no. jumping the gun. I'm jumping the gun. I, no, I'll get to I, my story later. I but. celebrated my 18th birthday at Club Mongos. It had to be. It had to be. Um, oh my God! It had to be 17. Seven, 17. No, that can't be possible. No, because you would have been put in a youth. Yeah, a youth I, I had facility. To be had to be 18. So yeah, then that was my 21st birthday. Then. Oh wow! Wow. Anyway, um, what did you do, Ray? <laughs> anyway, um. The, the, the details of my life are inconsequential, Miss French. Um, but the sad news is, um, back in the day, we're talking, we're talking, um, nineteen sixty three. We're talking eighty eight, eighty nine. Ann Richards was running, running. Ann Richards was was governor, mm. and um, there was a lot of Texas. lot of lot of <laughs> lot of criminals. Well, people might not know where we're coming from. From the, she yeah, was the, yeah, of Texas. Um. There were a lot of criminals and a lot of not enough penitentiaries to hold them, so there was a wait. So when I was convicted of the crime, I spent more time in the county jail than I did in the actual. You penal spent more system. time in holding, just waiting, yeah, just to waiting get. to get processed out. Um, yes, okay. Well, I things. did what what was technically called a turnaround. Okay, I got two questions. A, are you comfortable telling the folks at home what the crime was? Can you? They don't need to know. They don't need to know. There's not even a soft version of it. You want to say? I won't. I won't put you on blast or anything. Because I. I mean, I know. Ladies and gentlemen. All right. Um, the views that I'm going to express are <clears> not <throat> not reflected of that of the podcast. And even if they were, fuck off anyway. Right. No. This um, is like this is like the Shawshank Redemption. You're red. You're way past your idiot youth. You know, you're 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 a man that people respect and love and and love to see in the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> so no let's just say back in the day way I was way a back fucking hellion way back i was oh man i was he's a bad uh, kid cause yeah worse than you could possibly imagine oh is that who you're putting you know oh jesus <laughs> oh man dude you do you really want me to read the list the the, the list no the i just list? want you to i would just no some shit should be private and that's okay we don't have to share every little detail with the audience but give us a nice kind of a movie version of it. Just a nice, you round off the edges. What did you do? I'm going to try and do this in my best Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. <clears throat> Hold on, I got to put um, about a thousand freckles on your face. Uh, uh, let's see. Burglary, burglary of a habitation, <clears throat> theft of public services, um, forgery, um... No, no, wait a minute, because this is interesting. Th- is this all under one yeah. charge? This, oh, was, this was one it, night of chaos? It had, no, <laughs> no. This was, like I said, I was a hellion. This was all building up to something. Oh, wow, Something okay. that can only be redeemed with fire. Anyway, um, 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 what else? <laughs> um... We'll just stop there. Well, and for, um, and for future, you know, any kind of potential employers, this is all just a bit. We're here for we're here to entertain the folks, and we're making up stories. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so when I when I got sentenced, they ran they they ran all my my crimes concurrent. In other words, they put uh, them all into one big package, and um, said you were a bad kid. Yeah. We're gonna make you pay for all of it now. Yeah, but uh, but uh, I, I I had a 
had a badass attorney, and he was a court appointed attorney. Hmm. Um, that's that's luck of the draw there. When he first came in, he said, "We can give you ten years." I said, "You can go back." Then he said he came back about two weeks later. He said, "Okay, this is the best I can get you. I can get you five years state, or I can get you five years federal." And I was like, "Well, what's, what's the, the difference, difference between yeah. state and federal?" It's like, "Well, right now, Ann Richards is guided to where the place is so packed they want to get people in and out. If you take state, they've got a mandate that states that every twenty-eight days equals a year." Especially for those on good behavior. So if you if you cop to state, you could probably be out within the year. Mm. Um, if you choose federal, you do three quarters of the time. So on five years, you're going to do three and a half. I was like, let me think about it. State anyway. Um, right. Um, thank you. And um, so I I I got sentenced to that. Yeah. And um. That leads me to my first story. Yeah, so yeah, this this is where the actual meat of the podcast comes in. We're talking about our experiences in jail. So now you're I'm being in sentenced, jail. and um, well, actually, there's a guy before me <clears throat> that's being sentenced, and um, this is in court. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, what happens is um, you you make your pleas, you sign all your paperwork, you make your agreements, and then the judge passes sentence, and. Um, uh, my attorney was 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 taking care of me and this other dude, and this other dude, you know, he's slack jawed, laid back, you know, thought he was hot shit. And um, my attorney basically said, um, "Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna give you five years." He's like five years, I can do five years. Let's go ahead and get this over with. Start signing paperwork, and I'm nervous. I'm nervous because you know. I've seen movies and judges don't need anybody's permission to, to to make a change on any decision. That's why they're called judges. Anyway, according to movies, yeah, according to <laughs> movies, as you will quickly find out, truth <laughs> truth is sometimes stranger than fiction. Oh boy! Because um, he calls the guy up and he says, um, "You plead guilty to these crimes," and he says, "Yes, I do, Your Honor." He says, well, I'm going to go ahead and sentence you to five years. You got um anything to say to that? It's like, yeah, I do these five years on my head. It's like, oh, you can. Well, let me give you an extra five to knock him down. Oh, Bang. Wow. Next. Dude's face Holy. went white. Holy shit. I was like, I am fucked. Oh, well, just which is one of many, which is keep many your mouth times shut. I, yeah. Is what that is that what the lesson learned that, yeah. that time? <laughs> keep your fucking mouth you shut. Know. You know, in in my life through jail, I've said that many a times. I'm fucked, you know, because you can you can be a a good guy or a bad guy or whatever you want to be. You can just be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Anyway, so they um so they escort old Mister White Sheet out. Oh boy! Um, and he got ten years. He, that the judge called it, slammed it. Can't take it back. Yep. Of course, you, of course, according to law, you can fight on appeal. I don't think it would well for him. Hey, do you know what time of day this was? Um, Th- there's a reason I'm asking. Probably in the probably no, probably in the morning. Probably in the morning. Okay, that's weird because usually um, it's a, a study has been has been made about uh, judges' decisions and what time of day those decisions happen and how severe. Um, their decisions can be based on when they ate as opposed to when they woke up. So if you have a judge that hasn't eaten at a certain point during the day, 
they're going to be a lot more cranky and pass out harsher judgments. And I was just, I, I just thought that was weird. So, like, hey, you don't fuck with a judge to begin with. They decide when you, if you're in a position where you're in front of a judge, you're in front of a, a man or a lady that is deciding your fate. That's the last that you're at the last fucking stop. You at that point, you do not fuck around. <laughs> you do not fuck around. <laughs> you have zero more room to fuck around in your life. And that's where you don't. And this guy fucked around. And the and fucking the old judge probably was waiting for his Chinese food. Cranky. He knew he had lunch. <laughs> He's gonna eat eat fucking uh, eat fucking lunch with the fucking mayor. He's looking at his clock, looking at his clock, and then he gets fucking guff. Oh, <laughs> ten years. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So probably, you so probably you probably went down like that because I was next. So you approached the so, bench, or or or. Oh, I stand up. Yeah, you stand. You got your lawyer. He gives me well. I, I read him my numbers and give answer the questions. And I, I, I um, I um, pleaded nolo contende, contendere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, it says the sentence is going to be five years state. Which for Anything those else? who are listening, that's Latin for. I'm not saying I'm guilty, but I'm not going to argue with you. If you say I'm guilty, right. is basically what that means. That's pretty much it. And um, he says, uh, "Do you have anything to say for yourself?" I'm like, "Yes, thank you, Your Honor. May I go? May I go now?" <laughs> like, "Yes, you may." <laughs> Next, I'm up out of there. So, um, that's my first story. Okay. I've got an. Oh, there's. Oh, there. Oh, it continues. And we're not even in jail yet. Oh, we're not even in jail yet. Um, How much time between the gavel? And you seeing the inside of a concrete box? Um, wow. Two years. Oh, wow. You were a free man for two years before they hauled you away? No. I was in county for two years. Oh, oh. So you went from the court to county. county right. Okay. You know, and... Um, county is... I count that as a concrete box. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was told all sorts of... I was told all sorts of stories, and you you get you get a lot of jailhouse attorneys. Yeah, you got lucky number five. Well, what's lucky number five? You don't want you don't want even numbers like four or six or something like that. You want five or ten. <laughs> I love all the law wizards yeah. in county jail that you encounter. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, and when you're young, it sounds like gospel. You're like this this yeah. motherfucker. He's he's been in trouble. He mm -hmm. probably knows what he's talking about. Nobody knows what they're talking about. Every it seems that every jail has a mentor or an old dude. That yeah, has a story to tell. <laughs> he gathers all the young bucks around. Always him. his name's always old school. Yeah, <laughs> you know, old man. Uh, the word. The word. <laughs> Coach. <laughs> oh my gosh, Coach. Um. Anyway, um, um, I when I when I, when they assigned me to a to a cell, I met an, an, an old man, and he asked me. Um, he was your selling. You yeah. were, were you in a pod? How I was many in, guys I was in a were pod. you? How many about guys? Twelve guys. About twelve. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. This and, was what Dallas County. Well, this is this is Denton. Denton, Denton, County. Denton County. Yeah. Never been. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go either. <laughs> I trust you. Yes. So you're a pod of twelve guys, and you got you got the old wise man. Yeah, and 
basically, he, I asked him what to be ready for. He's been down a couple of times, and he said, you know, just the most important thing you need to learn is to do your own time. Don't be doing anybody else's. Don't be worried about anybody. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of tricks to get you into situations you don't want to be in, but just do your own time. And most people don't know you, so like he, most, he was basically telling you to keep out, don't fight, don't yeah, stay out of trouble, don't increase your time by fucking around with other no, folks. Just be another number, yeah, because they don't know what you did, right? You, the only way they know is if they work in administration and see your file, or somebody told them. Or you told them. And for all they know, you've got capital murder. Right. And they don't want to take a chance messing with a capital murderer. Right, right. You know? And you quickly find you quickly find out who's deadly and who's not when you're when you're in a in a in a community like that. And and you're on you're on your way to Federal prison. No, I'm state. State, state. I'm um, sorry, sorry. I, yeah. you if know, I, if he I just to... said so five minutes ago, was, and I'm not even paying attention. You're on, was, your, but you're on your way to state yeah, prison. I think if it was federal, this wouldn't the story wouldn't but, have turned but, out. But because you're on your way to prison, tell me if Denton works the same way that Dallas or Tarrant County works. You're put with the prison folks. Are you on an, like an upper level for people waiting to go to proper prison? Yes. Yeah, so you are with the bad boys. You're yeah. with really bad dudes. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I when I first got there before the trial, they just put you in gin pop because although I had a lot of crimes, they were non-aggravated. So they put me with a bunch of non-aggravated people, bunch of knuckleheads. But you still kids. don't have. You still aren't on the list to be trustee. You can't be trustee. Right. Right. Once I once I got sentenced, they put me in a pod with people that are preparing to go, mm. and that was when when things when shit got real. This is where I, this is where I met the word. Anyway, um, um, I told him what, for lack of a better phrase, I tried to ask him, "How am I going to make this thing as painless as possible?" And he says, "Well, there's there's two ways you can go. You can go as Gen Pop, or you can go as a trustee." And I was like, "What's a trustee?" He says, "I thought you weren't able to be trustee because you're going to actual prison." No, no. Well. Although you're going, you gotta you you haven't gone yet. What are you gonna do in the between the time you go? And you have no prior jail time up right. to this point. Right. Oh, that's why you were able to two be years. trustee. That's why you were <laughs> two able years to... or nothing. You okay. know. Okay. Okay. Um, no, that makes sense. Um, prior, anyway. People with priors that have done jail time before don't get the opportunity to be a trustee. Right. Um, he says, uh, "What you do is you you go to one of the guards, tell them where you want to work." Preferably the kitchen, someplace where you have access to to a resource like food, or or something that you can that you can pull out and use for collateral. Um, get good at something that you can do there, and just basically stay out of trouble. And what will happen is you'll be registered down in the state. Once you get registered down in the state, you'll get lucky and get registered as a trustee. And if you're a trustee, the life of a trustee in the state penitentiary is a whole lot better than the mm -hmm. life of a person in general population. Oh, sure, sure. Um, Double helpings and everything. Um, <laughs> actually, that happened once. <laughs> and you still carry the weight to this day. Yeah. How much did you eat, Ray? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was crazy. Um, so he gives you this advice. So, I, And, of course, I take it. I become a kitchen trustee. 
and um, I wash dishes. They're like they they don't have anybody. There's no other spots open, and it, his, the, the 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 guy was a was a, a civilian by the name of Roy, ah. and um, always wore his mustache a certain way. Half mask. No, <laughs> half mask. Kind of a quasi quasi <laughs> Hitler Glenn or Glenda side thing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. anyway. How annoying would that be if you saw a dude with a Hitler mustache just to one side? Yes. How, how and when he goes like this, wanna, he just waves at you. How you doing? How much would you want to punch that yeah. fucking thing off of his face? Okay. Okay. Go ahead. You missed the spot. <laughs> anyway, um, sir, you have a sir. There's a large caterpillar on your lip. Could you get rid of? <laughs> he looks friendly. Anyway, um. <laughs> You get rid of them. I can't concentrate. Um, Hello, my name's Chester. Guess what my last name is? <laughs> anyway, starts with an M. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, um, I become a, <laughs> I become a, a kitchen trustee, and <laughs> he said, um, no matter what happens, try to avoid conflicts, <laughs> try to avoid fights, um, just. And if you're going to get into a fight, don't knock on anybody. Just tell them that you were provoked. You keep it in the family. You know, and 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 try to stay out of trouble. And um. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this real quick. You say you're a, a super bad kid. Were you the kind of, were you a violent bad kid? Were you prone to fights? Mm, no, no. I could hold my own because I had two brothers that, um, that reminded me I had to hold my own. And I've seen old and, pictures uh, of you. You were a scrappy young dude. Um, growing up with those two knuckleheads, um, I found out the hard way just how tough I had to be because they both left. Um, one went to the military. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say marks on your body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a few of those. Um, but anyway, to make a long story longer. Sure, sure. Um, I, um, moved into the, um, the kitchen, the kitchen trustee dorm. And there was this one dude just picking on everybody. And every week, the the kitchen trustee guys, they'd have kind of a, like a, I won't call it a cage fight, but they have kind of a boxing match where they put people that can't fight up against each other. It's almost like bum fight, but it's with a bunch of people that are. They put all the, they put all the new fish. All the new fish in to fight for supremacy. <laughs> As a goof, that's as a that's goof, fucking amazing. And um, <laughs> what assholes? <laughs> and um, anyway, whoever won, whoever won, they had a pot, and whoever won won the greater part of the pot. It was split amongst the winners, but the greater part of the pot was given to the winner, um, just so they could have money for commissary, commissary, anything they needed to get. Sure. And commissary was was another way of saying uh, free world products. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, depending on the jail that you're in, this goes for just about any jail that serves that has commissaries of service. About once a week, a uh, tray will come by with all kinds of shit from the outside world. And if you have money on your books, you came into jail with a little bit of money in your pocket. They put that money, they'll take it right the fuck out of your wallet. They'll ask you first, but they'll take that money and they'll put it on a book. And that's the money that you can spend on real world products. That come by once a week. You can get a little bit of food. You can get some snacks. Back in the day, you could get tobacco, you know, uh, uh, grooming products, things of this nature. So that's what commissary means. So 
anyway, um, I'm, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to be good. <clears throat> Turn your phone off. Hold I on. see it. I know you see it, but it's not ringing. It's not ringing. It's not ringing, but you see it. Hold on. Uh, can't see it now, can you? <laughs> can't see it now, bitch. You fixed it. That's an old yes. prison trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old phone flip. <laughs> That's you, how we get just, past the... Yeah, in prison, you just flip things away from yeah. prying eyes. <laughs> oh, I want to sneak past that card. I'll flip the fold. You go past them. Hold on. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. so we, we have a... You'll, you'll quickly find out in life that when you get in certain situations, there's a cavalcade of interesting people that you meet in your travels. In jail for me... Um, there was this one dude, he's a, t- a tall, blonde bodybuilder dude, had this big, shaggy muff. We used to call him the cowardly lion. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he was a big dude and would fuck somebody up. But he always had that, oh, <laughs> come over here, we're going to play some spades. That's a good cowardly anyway, um, Anyway, they were really tired of this guy fucking with people. And they were like, hey, 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 want you why don't you get in a fight with this guy? You know, I'll, you know, I'll put a bet on you. I was like, I don't fight. I'm not a, I'm not a boxer. I don't know how to box a fight like that. Well, you, you, I mean, I this mean, was you, you this fought was for the kid. fish tournament. Yeah, this is for this is for more, more fish mortal combat. Oh boy. Um, he was like, well, I mean, you fought. You know, you've got siblings, don't you? Fought them. I was like, yeah, but those were just us being stupid, and I didn't have any intent to hurt them or do anything like that. And it's like, look. The, the the pot's gonna be about seventy five bucks. You'll get about thirty to forty of that. And I know that you'd like some type of commissary and and um I hey, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what I will do for you. I'll give you a tattoo. Normally people charge me I charge me for tattoos, I do them all the time. I'll hook you up with a tattoo. I'm like, no, no, I just don't want to do this shit. So one morning I come in and the dude starts fucking, fucking with me. And this was before I was older with my really, let's talk about this sensibly because I got the urge to kill and I don't want to kill you right now. That was before urge to kill rising and falling. Right. You know, I'm tired. I work the morning shift. With you, you you get up. You make sure make sure the food's on the trays. You run the trays down the line. You pack them, stack them, take them, running them everywhere. Wait ten minutes. Go around, pick them up. Go back, wash these sons of bitches. Wash everything. Put them up. Get whatever you're gonna eat for that morning, and then you go crash for the rest of the day. And the point is. When you got in, old man said, don't fuck around. And now you got a motherfucker pressuring you yeah. to fuck around. Right. So I'm like, look, if you want to do this, you can do this with somebody else. I'm tired and I ain't going to fight you. And um, he said, um, he started calling me a pussy oh. and started waking up everybody in the, in, the, in the dorm, calling me out, telling people that I don't want to fight. So um, I kindly... Get up and um, taking a page out of my mom's page book, I grab my plastic um, coffee cup and grab me some water. So I'm gonna get me some coffee and I take the water, put it in the microwave because you have microwaves in there. You put them in the microwave for about two minutes, warm up my coffee, and um, I try to get it out. He pushes the door. I'm like, I don't want to fight you, man. You're a bigger man than me. I don't want to fight. I want to fight. Okay. 
and he keeps on mocking me and mocking me. I open the door. I pull my coffee. I pull my water out. I put my coffee in. <sighs> Stir it around. Start to take a drink and thinking it's too black. And I'm I'm like, hey, think this it's too black. Would you like some coffee? He's like, what? And I throw it in his face wow. and then begin to start fucking punching him wow. in his motherfucking face. And um, whoa, 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 because up up to the point where you just said this, I'm thinking you're really trying your hardest not to fuck around. What snapped in your brain that made you do that? It just was it just too much. Uh, This is going to sound overly dramatic and you guys know me as overly dramatic. No, please. I mean, I'm going to try and be as I'm going to try to be as as less cryptic as possible okay these people smile and laugh and play cards with you and this that and the other i'm in here with rapists drug dealers and killers who will not give a damn if your body is put in the ground it's just another day yep it's just another day and if you go to the penitentiary they will quickly remind you how much you are a ward of the state they will bury you in the back they will not give you back to your family. Your family will have to come and pay for the body to come get it. If not, that will be the story of you. Yep. Fuck that. I want to live. I want to live. And if living means to prove to this one time to simply not fuck with me, I'll take some time in the hole to do that. So I beat him down. Un- and Unfortunately, that's a fair assessment. The yeah. way the system is set up. Yeah. And um I can't blame you. Um I I, <laughs> I beat him down and, and I beat him the I beat him the fuck down. They pulled me off and the guards grabbed me and shit like that. Uh, cowardly line is out. Um Yeah. So anyway, the word on I don't now here's the crazy part. Y'all think I'm full of shit. I know because y'all don't know. You weren't there. But I went to go see my CO, which is the commanding officer, for that shift at that time. And he asked me what happened. And I told him I got off a late shift. I was trying to get to bed. This guy was fucking with me. He kept on fucking with me. He's, He's been, been fucking, fucking with, with me. He's been fucking with me for days. I begged him i pleaded with him i tried to i tried to tell him to to get off me and leave me alone but he wouldn't i was drinking some coffee he was fucking with me and my coffee and when i turned to go punch him the coffee got in his face unfortunately i saw the opportunity and when i had the opportunity i put him down i protected myself you know i put him down because the bottom line is i got this hot thing in my hand and it's either him or me he could have pushed it back in Not my face. Not only that, but the the overall thing is that was because if he he wouldn't have stopped, you yeah. would have eventually yeah. backed into a fight anyhow. Yeah, it was a matter. It was a matter of time. Yeah, it was a matter of time. And fortunately for me, he's been such a dick, which is another thing. Don't be don't be a dick. Because the problem with being a dick is when you're trying to prove your story to somebody and people know you as a dick, they're not going to believe you. So basically, the that's CEOs, hard. That's hard coming in prison where everybody's there because their natural predisposition is dick. Yeah. Um, anyway, he said um, we would normally basically we'd put you in the hole, 
But unfortunately, this guy's been in fights before, and there are witnesses that said that that was been. This has been going on for days. He's been messing with you. Wow. So, um, you can go ahead and go back to your cell. Wow. I was like, really? Really? Wow. So nice. I went back. I went back to my cell and <laughs> behold the clocking hero. <laughs> um. Come and see me tonight, young blood. And he walks about his business. So I go to see him tonight. And he the, the way the the way that the, the, the jail is set up, it's a bunk style setup. Each area has a well, actually in this particular dorm, it's one long line of bunks. Um, top bunk, bottom bunk. And <laughs> he was gone and he was running shit. He had the best, he had the best seat in the house, which was the back bunk in the far area. When you put a cover it over, when you put a cover out, it covers the entire room. It's dark all the time. You can sleep whenever you want. So um anyway, um later on that day, I know the space was missing, and the first thing old CL as I like to call him, the cowardly lion, he's like, "Well, now that you did that, what what are you going to do now?" I was like, well, the first thing I'm going to do is this. I grabbed my shit from my bunk all the way up at the front and went to the back bunk. Yeah. And, of course, I said, well, this is my place now, motherfuckers. You know, just, oh, look at Youngblood. Think he's hot shit. Well, uh, that's the first time somebody's been beat up with a cup of coffee. Go get him, Youngblood. Go get him, <laughs> son. You know? <laughs> Somebody in the back, was there cream or sugar in that coffee? Shut the fuck there up. Ain't nothing in that cup but pain, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> you big man. God. And when you look back on it, you're like, God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> that's that's I just, okay. That's okay. I just I You just, still look, it's still commendable that you made a stand. I just Jake steeded some dude with a cup of coffee. And now you're big shit. Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, I was you know. Still, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. So, anyway, I, I go see CL, and he's up in his top bunk. He's like, "Give me, give me, give me your arm." I'm like, okay. So I put my arm on the bunk, and I feel this stinging thing up against my arm. I'm like, "What are you, what are you doing? Poke me?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm just, I'm just showing you something." So, so anyway, and he, while he's doing that, while he's poking my arm, he's reaching under his bed, and he gives me this voucher. It's basically like a thirty dollar voucher for commissary. You know, it's 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 basically credit. It's my credit. All you got to do is when you go to commissary, you show them this, tell them what you want. And when they'll give you, they'll give you $30 worth of shit. You've earned it. Mm. Now, is there um, is there anything you want to, do you want a tattoo? Like, I'm, I don't I'm not the tattoo I'm not, type. I'm not the, yeah, I'm not, I don't those things hurt? It's like I've been doing it for the last five minutes. And I look at my arm and there's <laughs> oh, this shit. Indian ink of this line. Do you still, and it didn't do you still got it? Let's see. Right there. Holy shit. Look at that. I'll be damned. Um, yes, I still have it. Um, um, for, for, those on, you, for those I'll of you that didn't see it on camera, yeah, yeah there's a, yeah, I'll it's, have it's kid there. Take, I'll it's have kid take there. a picture of it. In, in fucking, in classic green prison ink. Yeah, which was black at the time. Right, right. So he's like, what do you want? And I told him, I drew him this picture of this design. My brother made this, this, um. Japanese vase for art class and on the art on the vase it had these three emblems on it and one of them, one of the emblems I wanted him to make is it's 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 a geometrical shape so it wasn't there's no curves or crazy lines they're just all you know 90 degree angles some some that any competent artist could do right so he's like I'll tell you what um we'll start half of it now we'll do the other half in a couple of days let your arm heal 
So I, I got so from my travels, um, if anybody asks, how, how do I know you've been to jail? I was like, I've got a jailhouse tattoo. You know, got to take got to take something back with the story. Got to have something to go along with it. Oh man! So that's story number two. And believe me, there's in my in, believe it or not, when I went down, I was down for about six months. And you don't you think time goes so fast in six months? Six months in but, the state. Yes, yeah, six months in the state, and um, but two years in county. Yeah, two years in county. The two years went faster than the six months. I I can believe that. You I know, can believe that. Yeah. Two Thanksgivings, two Christmases, and um, it was June. It was it was June when they when they called me on the chain, and um, uh. I managed to uh, talk to um, the word again, and he says, you've been here for about two years. It's about, your time's going to be coming pretty soon. So um, when they call you, they're going to they're gonna kill all the phones. They're going to kill all the power. You're going to hear a bunch of names. And they're going to hear, and after you hear them, they're going to say you're on the chain. And what happens is you got about 10 minutes to get your affairs in order, get your shit to get together and get by the door. He reaches in his pocket, pulls out a pack of cigarettes, and he hands me one cigarette and a book of matches. He says, when you do that, you smoke this, get your shit together, and wait by the door. Believe me, you're going to be nervous and frantic. It'll help you relax. So so I took it, put it, under, I took it with me, put it under my own pillow. Of course, it was all dried out by the time the call came. But I got the call, you know, such and such. Knucklehead, um, sausage nose. Oh, um, get your shit. You're on the chain. There, you can hear people starting to celebrate. It's like, oh, you on your way, dog? It's time to go, dog. Y'all, time to go. People oh getting crazy God. shit. So I stood up in my bunk, lit that cigarette, took a drag, coughed it out, <laughs> took another, took another drag. That wasn't so bad, was it? Took another drag, then a couple more. So you're basically describing you smoking a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> then put it out. Put it out with about a, about a little bit more than half in it. Right. Gathered my shit together. Gathered all my paperwork and, and waited by the door. Go. Waited by the door. About ten minutes later, they opened the door, and you got on what was called the chain. And the chain is no more than simply a, a bus. And the bus takes you all the way to Midway, Texas. For 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 ninety days, and that's another story. <laughs> Man, I I thought we would be killing a little less time. <laughs> hey, no, this is great. No, this is fucking great. But for the uh, sake of efficiency, because um, it sounds like this might be a, a continuing thing, we can we can do a jail story thing. For we could probably milk this for another three or four episodes. The way it sounds. But because we're coming kind of close to the end of this episode, let me throw one of mine out yeah, real come on. quick, come on and then we'll it. shut this fucker down. Uh, okay, so if you add up all of my jail time, um, I would say between the ages of uh, 18, when I had my very first encounter in jail, to oh, uh, last uh, August, August, uh, the last time I spent in the pokey. Um, if you added all that up and took away all the spaces, I would have spent about, I calculated it before the show, I want to say about 
seven months. I've spent about seven months total in jail. Um, so here's one of those stories from jail. I got busted for, um, it was for theft. It was for theft under $500 at the age of 18. I got busted at about 19 for this theft. It happened right around my birthday. Not a whole lot of time had passed for this theft. The theft story itself is a story for another day. It's interesting in its own right. But let's get to the jail part. I get busted for theft under $500. I'm 19. I get put into a, a city jail just for a few days. I go to court. I get, you know, my offense. They say, well, you know, you're going to have to spend uh, three weeks in county for your offense. So I get transferred to county. In county, I had never done any time before. This is like my first real offense. So I get put on the trustee. They, I'm, I'm unassuming. I'm slight of frame. I'm 19 years old. I'm just a little white skinny fuck. And they said, okay, you got trustee. So uh, here's, they, I didn't get a choice. I didn't, they didn't say, well, would you like the kitchen? Would you like this? Would you like that? I said, yes, I'd like to be trustee. They said, great, you're in the laundry. And for, for the two, it was about like two and a half weeks, like two, three weeks. Um, what I'd, what had happened is I'd wake up every day at like six in the morning and they say, French, get on the bus. And I'd go down and I would, they would transport me and maybe 20 other trustees to a laundry facility. We would take a field trip basically and go to a huge industrial laundry facility out on the outskirts of Dallas is where it was from Fort Worth all the way to Dallas. It was a long trip. And the thing was you spent, oh, a good uh, eight to nine hours just doing laundry in this huge fucking factory where it's just machines and machines and machines of hot, humid misery. And and all you were doing was you were washing uh, county clothes. You know, all the jumpsuits, all the orange jumpsuits, that, that's what you did. You washed the things and you dried them and then you folded them and you did that for eight and nine hours at a time. Well, somewhere in the halfway point of that day, you'd have lunch and you get about 30 minutes for lunch. You know, it's jail. It's not, you're not, it's not easy. <laughs> you got 30 minutes to, and everybody got the same lunch. They got a little brown paper sack and it had a sandwich and it had an apple and it had a milk and it had two cookies. Okay. And what I would do and what you were not supposed to do is save anything from your lunch and try to bring it back to the jailhouse, you know, at the end of the shift because that's contraband. And believe you me, before you get on the bus and after you get on the bus, you are checked for contraband. So my dumbass, I'm 19, full of uh, piss and vinegar. I got the world by the balls, even though I'm held by the state. I decide that I'm going to put my cookies in my front little pocket, you got one little pocket, no hand pockets, just a front little chest pocket. And I would put my two little vanilla fucking cookies, um, cheap Hydrox fucking uh, vanilla Oreo type things, put them in my front pocket. And, and shift ended, and I got on the bus, and I get back to the jailhouse, and of course we do contraband check. So you go into the side of the jail in a weird little kind of gulag kind of room, and, and all they do is they strip you down, they have you, they check, they pat you down, 
And then they do a very embarrassing thing is you're buck naked. They have you bend over, spread your cheeks because, hey, you could be carrying something. It's a contraband check. And cough. Oh, yes, and cough. Yeah, and make, get those muscles moving and spit out anything you might have been hiding up your ass. Um, well, I did, I did all that. Actually, um, they don't strip you buck naked. They, when they do, they have you do the bend over thing. They slit the back of your thing down. It kind of opens from the back and just so they can see your ass, you know. Um, the, uh, I was confusing that with something else. The only time they strip you down naked is when you first go into jail, they strip you down naked and they spray you down. Yeah. Yeah, with the uh, anti-lice stuff and, you know, so you can go into gin pop. I confuse my stories. But when they do contraband check, you keep your suit on, but you got to open the back. So you can bend over and show them your asshole. Uh, so here's what I, here's what happened. They said, okay, French, bend over, spread them. And when I bent over, the cookies fell out of my front pocket onto the ground. And everybody that's on your team, like the 20 guys that were on my lunch, are, are behind you. They're all having, they're waiting in line. And everybody can see the entire process. And so the cookies fell out of my front pocket while I got my ass spread. And then all of a sudden you hear from the back, French, you got some cookies fell out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and from that day on until I got done with my service, I was called Cookie Monster <laughs> from that day forward because I was the guy that had fucking cookies falling out my ass. <laughs> and they didn't write me up for it. They gave me a fair warning because I was a trustee. Again, I look slight of frame. I look like an innocent nothing. I didn't get written up for it, but they said, we, we will not catch you doing that shit again, cookie monster. <laughs> and so, so yeah, so, hey, if you ever see, him on, see me on the street, feel free. Call me cookie monster. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. I'll say, hi. Uh, but, yeah, that's one of my jail stories. To kind of wrap this up as we're getting to the finishing line here, um, let's just go ahead and do it. Uh, Orion, uh, why don't you see this show out? Yes. The approximate podcast was brought to you by the letter C for cookie. Make it quick. We got three, two minutes. We got two minutes. Well, then I shall take quick, 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 time. quick. Do it. Don't. Cameras bitch. are gonna shut off. Bitch, don't rush me, bitch. <laughs> right. Uh, the Say approximate that. podcast is a dead girl production. You can follow us on Twitter at Approxpod. Yeah. You can get our podcast on iTunes yes. through the podcast app on your phone, and please leave reviews if you can. All right. Yeah, very important for us to get on your phone, make us a part of your podcast listening experience, and leave reviews on the iTunes app. Please. Yes. Visit the Mothership Approximate for a complete list of episodes, merchandise, and all of our social media links. Okay, I think that's it. We have a burner line. It's 817-673-3704. Give us a call, leave a text message, or leave us a voicemail, and we will address you on future episodes. I think that's it. Uh, you want to say a proper jailhouse goodbye? Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster. Later. <laughs>